Hey guys, it's Jason, and I'm uh, recording all by my lonesome because, well, Jared is a bastard. It's not always fun and games for first responders. Zero five central, you show me in pursuit. But sometimes it is. Oh my God, he's not wearing pants again. Sometimes it's dangerous. Flipping around, look out, look out, look out. Sometimes it's not. Antler Boulevard for a snake in a house. And sometimes it's just plain stupid. Chihuahua in his lap on a lawnmower. This is the stupid side of first response. Do I really have to go to that? This is code 0.5. Come in 0.5. All right, guys, I'm going to explain to you exactly why Jared's a bastard. So... I'm going to, well, in this episode, I'm going to recap over what we did last week with, uh, I believe it was last week. My days are kind of all mixed together. It wasn't last week. It was the week before. Anyway, that doesn't matter. We all went to, uh, like we talked about before, the Sheriff's Association, uh, the conference I have every year. And yes, I'm going to have me a beverage since I'm at home and all by myself. An adult one. Anyway, um, the day we recorded there, I was in pretty uh, close proximity with uh, some other guys. And later on, we get talking to Jared, and he's talking about how he's been waking up in the middle of the night. He's been having, like, a fever, and he just wasn't feeling real good. And I can't remember all the crap he was saying. I don't know. Hershey squirts might have been involved. I don't know. And... Let's see. We go to the banquet. After the banquet, we all got together, and I wasn't feeling good. All of a sudden, I got like this head cold. My head started stopping up. I kept, you know, my nose was running, then it would stop up, and then I kept coughing. I had like uh, it like a tickle in my throat, and I kept pulling a Rennix. I wouldn't stop freaking coughing. And uh wake up that next morning, and my wife, she's a nurse, and she pulls uh, out all her crap and tests me, and I tested positive for COVID. So uh, I'm going to tell everybody that Jared gave me COVID, so I was uh, sick for like a week, three or four of those days. I thought like, especially three of those days, I felt like I was going to die, but uh, you know, magically I survived it, and uh, Captain Chop, he uh, got COVID too, and then he blamed me for that. But, you know, still in turn, I got it from Jared. So Jared actually gave it to Chop. So, uh, Chop, if you're listening to this, you need to be blaming Jared for uh, all the uh, pain and suffering that you had to go through for however long you were out. I only think he was out for like a couple days, though, because. He must have got like the weak version of it, and I got the the manly version, so it actually knocked me down longer than Chop. But I mean, I'll just leave that up to you guys to debate about. Um. So anyway, on this episode, I'm going to recap over the uh, conference that we were at. I had uh, people asking questions. They're like, "Wait a minute, what do y'all? What do you mean you're at a conference and or whatever?" and you know, this relates and goes back to, I don't know, some people are just assholes. Anyway, at this conference that we were at, 
they have, it's five days long. And of those five days, one of the days you get to really meet with vendors um, and talk about new technologies coming out and how you can take those and use in the aspects of law enforcement, which are all great things. Um, three of those five days they have from 8 a.m. to like 5 or 6 p.m. They put on training. So I don't know if you guys know this, but we're required to have uh, like mandatory training, continuing education every year. So we'll have um, – you know, we have to have so many mental health hours of training, and then we have to have continuing education. Well, a lot of guys will go to this conference to meet their training requirements for the year. Um, I think so far this year, I've uh, oh, I've gotten right around 120 hours of training this year, which is like a I'm like five to six hundred percent over the minimum requirement that you can have. So. During the conference, you know, you learn so many things. There's, you know, attorneys there that'll have legal updates. There's organizations there that'll talk to you about uh, processing crime scenes. And uh, they'll even have some mental health stuff to talk with guys about. And you can basically wrap up your entire year's worth of training by just going to this conference. Um, I think by far... The best part of the whole conference, I mean, not only do you get to meet other deputies and sheriffs, especially in neighboring counties, that way if you ever have something, you know, and you need help with, you've got some kind of rapport with the guys that you're working with. And, you know, just it always makes the situation better anytime you can go out and work a call. And if you've got another agency that's helping you, if you've got some kind of rapport connection with that person, It'll run that much smoother. Uh, you you know you can trust the person, and it it just makes the entire process and then the outcome so much better if you have that kind of rapport. So you have three days worth of training. You have one good solid day of learning about new technology and techniques, and then meeting everybody. And then on the last night, they'll hold a uh, a banquet. Um, you know, I know we don't really talk about the agencies we work for because, um, I, I mean, we just don't talk about them. They, if they want to get on here and put out that we do whatever, you know, exactly what we do for that agency, they'll tell, they tell the community for us. Um, they go to the news, uh, or Facebook or wherever, and they publish out all that information about us. But the uh, sheriff's office that I work at is one of the, and I could be wrong, I'm sure I'll hear about it tomorrow, but the sheriff's office we work at is one of the highest decorated sheriff's offices in the state. And at the banquet that they have, sorry, I have to keep getting something to drink, like, I'm still like post-COVID, so... I haven't gotten my uh, my taste back really, but I'm thirsty a lot. Anyway, during the banquet that they have, they'll have a guest speaker come and they talk about, you know, th new things that the Sheriff's Association is going to be doing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, at this banquet, uh, the office I worked at received uh, eight awards 
at the banquet. Uh, let me see. Uh, out of those eight, four, and I could begin it wrong. I'm kind of glancing at it right now. Uh, four of them were for meritorious service, which means these guys just go above and beyond and they're hardworking. And, you know, they basically set kind of the standard for what you would want a deputy to be. Uh, so four of our guys received that. One of our reserves actually received deputy of the year for or reserve deputy of the year. And then um, three of us received uh, life-saving awards. Um, and I'll go ahead and tell you about it because it's a story I can talk about. But out of those life-saving awards, um, I had received one of them. I don't think I've talked about it yet, but anyway, I got a call for a person that was uh, uh, was in a crisis. They were having some mental health issues, and I had to drive down to an area of our county that goes over a, a fairly wide river, and this person was on the edge of the bridge. They were sitting on the edge, and their feet were dangling off the edge, and the only thing between uh, them and the river was air. So they were right there on the edge, and I stopped far enough away to where I wouldn't startle them, wouldn't make them jump or, you know, make them do anything irrational, and just started speaking to this person. Um, they kind of would speak with me back and forth, and I got to where I was building more rapport with them, and I would inch closer the more I talked to them. And eventually I was able to get close enough where I was in arm's reach of this person. And I'm talking to her and she's telling me how, you know, terrible her life is. Uh, I end up finding out later that this isn't the first time uh, this person has been in a situation like this and that they have actually attempted before and uh, not in this type of way, but they've attempted to take their own life. Anyway, I'm talking to her. I get up close enough to her and I go to place my hand like on her shoulder because I think I've about got her there where I can talk her into getting up. Well, about the time my hand hits her shoulder, she forces herself up, like throws, thrusts her hip, hips up <clears throat> and slides forward onto the bridge and then I reached down and I'm able to grab a hold of her arm and up kind of underneath her armpit and hold her and then lift her back up on top of the bridge. And it's one of those things while I'm holding her and trying to pick her up, she's looking at me, just begging me just to let her go. Um, you know, I get her up, I immediately take her and put her into my vehicle and put her in there and, she won't talk to me for a little bit. We finally get about halfway to where I'm taking her to get some mental health help. And uh, she breaks down and just starts bawling and asking me, you know, if I think I'm or, uh, you know, ask me why I couldn't just let her go. And then she was, uh, oh, at the end of the trip, she finally got to where she was thanking me for what I'd done and asked if I thought she was a bad person. And I'm like, you know, there's I don't think there's bad people. I mean, it's people just need help or they make bad decisions. Anyway, uh, that's what I'd got or received that, uh, life saving award about. 
that was a story that it was about. Sorry, I'm still kind of stuffed up, Jared, you bastard. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so the conference was great. I mean, it there was a lot of good things that came from it, and the only bad thing is that I'd gotten uh, COVID, and then, you know, my wife had to deal with me being sickly. And I do appreciate that because she somewhat kind of took care of me. She, I guess, has good bedside manner whenever she's at work. But whenever it's here at the house, it's it's not really that great. I think I got told more than once just to shut up and take the medicine she was handing me. Which I guess is different because uh, I give her so much crap all the time. She uh, can dish it out, too. Um. Another thing that we talked about while we were up there at, uh, oh, no, let me go back. The agency I worked for posted this about all the awards that everybody had received. And this is where it comes into play where I was saying that, you know, people, there are some people that are just assholes. And I think it might have got removed. Let's see. I'm trying to find it real quick. I guess it did get removed. On old comments. Oh, uh, somebody says, so now that the ceremony is over and you're all feeling good about yourselves, do you think you guys could actually get to work arresting someone? And it, I don't know, it, it blows my mind that these people think that we don't do nothing. And this is a, the person that is so damn ignorant to what goes on in the world that, that if they actually knew they would be apologizing and they would probably keep their mouth shut from now on because they know that, you know, what they had said was just idiotic. <clears throat> While we were up there at this conference, there was multiple times where either myself or one of the other investigators were on the phone with somebody, whether it be, a victim trying to set up interviews with stuff, trying to talk with like, I don't know who it may be, OSBI, um, anybody. And they were still working while all this stuff was going on. That is the kind of officers that you have working. They were given this time off. A small number of these guys were given time off to go up there to this ceremony to receive these awards for doing a fantastic job. And they still did not stop working. They were doing it even when all this stuff was going on. And I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple of, you know, there's a big, uh, I say a big case, but there's an important case that's going on where two or three investigators were out constantly either uh, collecting, locating evidence, getting search warrants, um, uh, looking for people. I mean, they didn't really get to enjoy themselves because I know that they've got a duty and they were fulfill, fulfilling that duty. They, they're the kind of people that, you know, they could have just kind of, Oh, well, it can wait till next week, but they didn't do it. And, you know, everybody keeps saying that, why don't you do this? Why aren't they doing that? And they're, putting up these opinions and saying that, oh, well, y'all are just dumb because you haven't done this yet and done that. 
this is where the ignorance pour, pours in because the things that's being mentioned, they've either already happened, they're already in the works, or it's something that's fixing to happen. This isn't new to any of them. So, you know, give them a break. I mean, they do this stuff for a living and they're good at it. <clears throat> so, you know, that's the kind of ignorance that you have to deal with. You have to actually deal with the people that need help and, you know, maybe halfway appreciate what you do or fully do. But then you've got the others that are just like, uh, they won't ask questions and they're so damn ignorant as to what's going on that they just make themselves look like a fool. Um, and instead of remaining silent and just appearing that they're, you know, they're opening their mouth or getting on their keyboards and removing all doubt. <clears throat> so anyway, that's what had happened during the conference. Um, the other thing that happened outside of that, we had talked about, there was a deputy that, uh, had been injured. He got shot in a pursuit. Um, I listened to the episode again. I guess we never really mentioned his name, but his name is uh, uh, Deputy Sean Stedman. And uh, he actually works, uh, oh, doing, <coughs> sorry, I'm trying to get everything cleared up. But uh he actually works a violent crime task force and it's a drug and violent crime task force. So when deputy Stedman, we say the scumbag piece of shit shot him. That's what deputy Stedman was going after was trying to get scumbag piece of shit. Um, let's see. And in case you guys haven't noticed, they decided to go back to the scene of the crime and start searching again and looking over. And, uh, they actually found a scumbag piece of shit laying out there. I don't know if he was in a wooded area or let's see. Oh, he was found in a thicket about 450 feet from the shooting scene. Uh, none of the news has announced it. It hadn't been released yet. <clears throat> but the rumor going around is that uh, the scumbag actually died from, I'm thinking, or what I'm from, what I'm hearing was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So he probably realized that what he had done was the dumbest damn thing that he could ever do. And then uh, knew that, uh, oh, basically the whole law enforcement world was going to be looking for him. So he, you know, took his own life instead of having to serve the consequences of his actions. But, uh, I just wanted to pass that along. Um, deputy Stedman is actually been released out of ICU and, uh, he's back at home. So he's, you know, doing his best to recover, I've been told that there is a uh, a GoFundMe for the individual that worked for the transport company that was shot. Um, his name was, oh man, I can't pronounce this, Guan Frierson. And he was on I-35 <clears throat> during where the widening project was when he was shot. Uh, he worked for Pioneer Transport. 
Pioneer Transport released a statement saying that uh, they're happy to learn that the authorities discovered Cameron Jenkins. Let's see. Oh, never mind. His name's Scumbag Piece of Shit. Uh, Involved in causing the death of our employee, Guan Frierson. We thank the community for supporting Guan's family and law enforcement for their diligent search. We express deep sadness for the loss of Guan. Uh, the family of Frierson has also provided a uh, GoFundMe link, and I'm actually going to put that in the uh, uh, the show notes down here where you guys can go down there. And if you want to make a donation to this guy, uh, his family, and help them with anything that might be going on, since I'm sure they've got funeral expenses and they've lost an income in their family, so they're going to need some support for a little while, especially with the shock that they're in. But uh, anyway, enough about um, <clears throat> scumbag piece of shit. Okay, I was trying to find another story I was going to talk to you guys about that happened not too long ago. But I'm not having the best of luck. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you guys what's uh going to be happen hold on I'm still trying to find it uh, I'm going to tell you guys in the next couple of weeks what's going to be going on um, since uh, everybody had gotten sick and then the conference and all that stuff I had moved all the equipment out so I could transport it up to the conference and you know it was all I mean, this stuff, when you take it all down, takes forever putting it back up. Well, I say forever. It's just kind of a pain in the butt. So I haven't gotten everything put back into our uh, our little studio area yet. So uh, this week, I'm probably going to record a few episodes from the house. Um, Jared and Rich may or may not be here. I don't know if they feel like coming to my house. I'm COVID-free, guys. I swear you can come this way. But... Um, Anyway, that's just going to be the plan for the next week or so, so the episodes might get a little shorter. I noticed the last few episodes that were longer, our uh, our numbers actually were going up. The There's more listeners that have been tuning in to longer episodes, so uh, that's going to be, um, oh, we're going to try and hit that where we get to the uh, longer episodes. And then also, since they're more serious in nature, I'm starting to think that maybe people like the funny stuff thrown in every now and then, plus the more serious stuff. So what we're thinking about doing is doing some more serious things where we got one, two, maybe three part episodes and do special episodes that'll come out on the weekends. But uh, I got to get everybody on board. I think we're going to have Jared coming on more often. Uh, as long as he is okay with it and can get here. And then also we're going to have, um, oh, a few more guests getting involved because uh, there's been some guys that are hearing the word about the podcast more. And it's, uh, um, I guess, starting to take off a little bit better. But anyway, uh, you guys, thanks for listening to me today. I know it's kind of different, just me by myself, but uh, just hang in there with me for a little while longer, and we'll get all this stuff straightened out, and we'll get back on track to what we've been blah, what we've been doing.
You've been listening to Code 0.5, the lighter side of police work. If you have ideas or suggestions for our show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website at Code05.co. That's Code05.co. And please consider making a donation at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Code05. And be sure to use the digits 05. Thanks for listening to Code 0.5.